I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike, Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back. Lee Lonsberry here. 12.51 is the time, creeping up on 1 o'clock. This morning, as has been the routine for the past number of weeks since, uh, well, even before Governor Cox took office, the uh, governor's office has hosted a weekly press conference. Today was no exception, uh, and there were some updates. We heard that state employees will have to uh, continue wearing their masks while on the job uh, beyond the the April 10th deadline uh, or or whatever we call that, the end of COVID or something. I don't know. We make COVID illegal? I don't know. Uh, anyway, that that's one of the updates. I'll walk through some of the other details, uh, but I do want to let me have a look at the, the numbers today. I got, uh, this is a few hours ago now, my hands on the the case counts for today, uh, 470, or I'm sorry, 487 uh, new cases, 487 additional Utahns tested positive for the uh, COVID virus. Now, here's something that's just a, a remarkable number. Thus far, I'm not sure if you're keeping track of this, but uh, I've been trying to myself, and the number of vaccines, total vaccines administered thus far, 1.4 million here in the state of Utah. Now, that's doses. Uh, full full vaccination uh, is, is something less than that, of course, due to the uh, two-dose nature of Pfizer and Moderna. But get this. Yesterday, yesterday, 46,000 vaccines were administered. 46,000 additional vaccines were administered yesterday. And the what else? What's the other numbers we're following? Oh, here's a good one. Uh, the the rolling seven day average for positive tests is 411 per day. 411 per day. You got to go back uh, to to middle of the year last year to see numbers that low. So we we're on we're, we're on good pace. This vaccine's helping out, uh, and our I think uh, discipline's helping out a bit too. The rolling seven day average for percent positivity, uh, 3.4 percent. Currently, 136 people hospitalized due to COVID-19 and three additional deaths since yesterday. Two females and a male, all between the ages of 65 and 84, uh, and all hospitalized at the time of their passing. Uh, so that's the, that's the update numerically on where we stand in terms of the coronavirus. And if you've got, you know... Uh, your charts at home, or if you visit often coronavirus.utah.gov and you look at the case count page, you'll see that uh, that that we're on a good trajectory. Uh, we are still trending in the right direction, and we're going to hope that that remains the case. We don't want to see anything resembling a surge uh, today during the governor's press conference. It was, a, of course, a COVID-themed press conference. Governor Cox announced uh, some good news 
as far as Utah's transmission risk goes. Uh, some good news on our transmission index. Uh, Beaver and Emory County now have moved from high to moderate. And if you're keeping track at home, that means that for the first time, we have no counties in high transmission. All 29 of our counties are in moderate, or and we have six that are in low, 23 in moderate and six in low. That's pretty good. The governor continued by giving an update on how Utah is doing with our vaccination rates. We have delivered over 1.4 million doses so far. This is a daily increase of 46,000 doses since yesterday, which is the most doses we've administered in a single day so far. So yesterday was our best day, and we hope to have many more best days ahead. Um, a week ago today, our total doses administered was uh, was just over 1.2 million. Those are first and second doses, and that's a weekly increase of 177,223 doses, which again is a, is a weekly record. Okay, next up was ha- answering the question, how many Utahns have been fully vaccinated? Today we will report that over 500,000 people um, have now been fully vaccinated and 900, over 925,000 have received at least one dose. All right. And if you are like me and have been uh, like refreshing, refreshing, refreshing every single book and appointment site that there is uh, and you have been, you know, if you've come up lacking uh, like me, uh, you're probably pretty anxious, as am I, about, you know, when the next shipment's going to come. The governor today talked about a huge influx in the number of vaccinations coming to Utah. I'm very excited to announce that we will receive over 106,000 prime vaccine doses. That will be our highest single week distribution yet for initial doses. That will be driven in large part by um, a a huge increase in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is a single dose vaccine. We will get more than 40,000 of those Johnson & Johnson vaccines this, uh, this coming week. That's outstanding. Uh, And that is on a day where we also learned that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, uh, the Johnson and Vac- Johnson vaccine took a blow uh, today. You see, there were 15 million doses that had to be scrapped. It was discovered that there were some ingredients that weren't mixed properly, or uh, some kind of science uh, mix-up. And well, 15 million of them are going by the wayside. And the question was, you know, I think the, the natural question for everyone was, what's that mean for me? What's that mean for my family? What's that mean for my community and state? Well, uh, we got 40,000 in route, but I'll tell you what, if we're, if we're handing out vaccines like we did yesterday, 46,000 in total just yesterday, we should be uh, through those Johnson & Johnson doses here pretty quick. Uh, l- let me just ask you this question. It just popped into my mind. Over the past two weeks, there have been two massive global workplace errors committed. The first, of course, uh, took place in the Suez Canal. There was that uh, giant cargo ship, 220,000 tons, gets uh, sideways in the canal, blocking uh, <laughs> blocking some 400-plus shipping vessels, bringing global commerce to a halt. And then we learned today that 15 million Johnson & Johnson doses uh, have to be scrapped, have to be tossed uh, in the trash. Uh, because of an error in the manufacturing phase. So my question to you is, and I'm going to work this through my mind myself, uh, which of those two workplace errors uh, is worse? <laughs> which one <laughs> Which one do you think caused uh, a greater disruption? Which one do you think was more egregious? Uh, 575-00, it's the Utah Community 
Credit Union text line. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, do you think that the Suez Canal, the ever given getting all sideways, uh, was a bigger uh, mix up, a uh, bigger mistake, a bigger workplace error than was what we learned this morning about uh, Johnson & Johnson and 15 million doses uh, having to be discarded uh, due to a mix-up. Anyway, uh, food for thought. Uh, there is more. I want to get into more detail on the return ship program described by the lieutenant governor. We'll get into that coming up after the break. Plus, uh, KSL Television's Deanie Wimmer looked at education and the future and how the pandemic has influenced it. We'll share some of those details as well. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Hey, welcome back. Just after 1 o'clock, we're into the second hour of today's episode of Live Mike, the penultimate episode. The penultimate episode, second to last, 311 is the episode number today on this Friday Eve. That's what I call Thursday because I think it's cute and I like the weekend. Friday Eve. Uh, let me just wrap up uh, a little of what we were discussing before the break. There is a uh, a new program or initiative which was announced today uh, during the governor's weekly press conference revolving COVID-19. Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson announced a return ship initiative, uh, which essentially means that there will be some resources, uh, a grant program and some grant funding, uh, which will kick off a, a program that allows uh, you know folks who may have uh, you know sustained some significant disruption to their professional career in the midst of this coronavirus it will provide them opportunities to build up their resume and get experiences supported by resources they may not otherwise have access to the best way i've been able to uh, think about it was i thought back to my college days when i was a young student at the brigham young university <laughs> I might be the only one who calls it that. Uh, the Ohio State folks uh, rubbed off on me. Uh, well, when I was in those days, I had uh, a few internships. I interned uh, for a, a semester at the Utah State Legislature. Uh, during the, the, the part-time uh, legislature, I was uh, paired up with then-Representative uh, Carl Wimmer as he represented uh, the Harriman area, uh, District 52, now now represented by Candace Perucci. Uh, anyway, I had a photography internship and a few other uh, opportunities where I was able to get my hands uh, dirty, if you will, and and work in, in a situation uh, and in a setting where I could gain experience, which I then would later in life apply to some of the uh, you know professional adult jobs that I would get. Well, uh, th- that these opportunities are going to be expanded beyond. Uh, just those who are in the college setting, uh, but now you know folks further along in their career will have uh, the support of some fifteen million dollars uh, to get some experience. And uh, the question I have had is, well, what uh, what would you do if you could if you could go back in time and restart, or maybe in in this new situation uh, that some of us may find ourselves in, that if you could. Start day one on some new career trajectory. Uh, as I was having this conversation in the newsroom earlier today, uh, the three the three areas where I would like to, uh, you know, maybe maybe experience uh, a career, a few years or so, uh, or maybe who knows, if if I had more than one life to live, I'd love dedicating an entire lifetime to uh, law enforcement, education. I'd like to be a school teacher. 
uh, or uh, possibly a farmer or rancher. Uh, I played that Paul Harvey, So God Made a Farmer speech he delivered all those years ago and was later repurposed by uh, Dodge during that Super Bowl commercial. And I'll tell you what, when I first heard that, uh, that's what that's what got me excited, and that's what uh, kind of communicated to me the nobility of farming and ranching. And uh, some of the texters rather snarkily said, "Lee, you don't have what it takes. Uh, you, you you couldn't you couldn't hack it there." And you know what? Maybe you're right. Uh, maybe you're right. Uh, but I'd like to find out, and I'd like to learn how. I'd like to uh, acquire those skills, and I would like to uh, I would like to have some of that nobility and that grit within me. And you, maybe you're right. Maybe I don't have it. Uh, but I'll, I'd like to get there, and I'd like to think it's possible. So uh, you can tell me I couldn't do it, uh, but I'd like to think you're wrong. Uh, anyway, reason I bring that up, there's this program. Lieutenant Governor uh, Deidre Henderson explained what it's all about. Unlike internships, and I know a thing or two about internships, unlike internships, which are designed primarily for young people at the beginning of their careers, The goal of a returnship program is to help experienced adults re-enter the workforce without starting at the bottom of the career ladder. You might hear this and wonder, well, who qualifies for such a program? Full-time parents, military personnel or or their spouses, um, caregivers, professionals who may have left their careers to advance their, their education, or retirees. The opportunity to get current experience, skills, training and mentoring that they need in order to get back into the workplace. If you want to learn more uh, about this, you can make your way over to the Lieutenant Governor's uh, site. It's ltgovernor.utah.gov, ltgovernor.utah.gov. Look into this returnship program. It was also also communicated via executive order, so you know it's the real deal. Uh, and there is, uh, you know, a very official-looking document, many whereas's and therefores, which uh, you know uses the, the the power of the office to bring this about. Again, fifteen million bucks being poured into that effort. So uh, very, very good. Um, I asked before the break, uh, shifting gears uh, a bit here. The governor mentioned that we would soon be experiencing an influx; that we would be on the receiving end of about 40,000 Johnson & Johnson doses. Uh, That triggered in my mind uh, something that we learned together this morning. 15 million Johnson & Johnson doses uh, are going to have to be spoiled, meaning they're going to be tossed out. Why? Well, there was some kind of mix-up in the lab putting it all together. They didn't quite quite get the recipe right, so those are all going to have to, all will have to be tossed out, and uh, that'll set us back. Fifteen million. That's too bad. That's too bad because uh, you know the 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 measure and the consequences of something like that. I hate to phrase it this way, and I don't mean to sound overly dramatic, but the consequences can quite literally be measured in the loss of human life, and that's no good. I asked the question earlier. We have in the news heard of two significant workplace. Mix-ups, let's call them, in an understated way. Uh, two off office mix-ups. One would be the 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 shipping boat, the shipping uh, vessel that got all sideways on the Suez Canal, bringing global trade to uh, pretty much a standstill. Or then the one we learned of today, the the error which led to 15 million doses of this Johnson and Johnson vaccine 
uh, getting trashed. Which of those two, which of those two, and there have been some texts to come in answering this question, which of those two is the bigger workplace uh, disaster, let's call it? Because in my humble opinion, uh, both disasters, disastrous, right? You get a, a, a ship sideways like that, bringing global commerce to a halt in some degree, or you are responsible for 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 ruining 15 million doses of a vaccine designed to combat a global epidemic pandemic. Uh, is that redundant? I've never really dug into the the definition of pandemic. Do you need to say global pandemic? Anyway, which is the bigger workplace screw up? The Suez Canal or the vaccine mix up? The texters have uni- have unanimously said that the canal is the bigger mix up. I'm going to have to disagree. I'll tell you what, uh, a life-saving serum like that, uh, you screw up even one of them. The possibility of, uh, of you know, suffering uh, or the loss of life exists. Now multiply that by 15 million, I think it's hands down the vaccine mix-up. But, but I might be wrong. Let me know what you think. 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. We'll take a break uh, right now. And when we return, I will be uh, joined by Derek Miller, the president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance is an op-ed right now in the Deseret News, which focuses on the the need to focus on what he calls a rural renaissance here in the great state of Utah. What does he mean and why is it so important? He'll explain next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.